Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip, Explore the ability of psychometry and how it works. Explore where that data comes from and how you can tap into it. Eric shares tips on what to look for and how to get the best data when doing a reading. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 18. So we'll start, I guess, with the, the, the ultimate softball here. Can you briefly describe what psychometry is? Sure. Psychometry is the, the ability to pick up an object that belongs to someone. And the idea is to garner information from that person. And the concept is, is that items that a person owns become saturated with that person's energy, kind of like a sponge with water. It's, it's saturated with water. If it had a different food color in it, blue, red, yellow, orange, whatever object would be in that energy would, would like a sponge absorb that color. And so therefore you're kind of dialing into that frequency. I often say to people old school wise that think of frequencies as like a really long serial number and no two people have the exact same one. And when you kind of dial into it, you're using psychometry to get impressions psychically of data that corresponds to that person. Now, how complex do you want me to go? Because I can go pretty, pretty long. Well, uh, Eric, you haven't really done a detailed class on psychometry. So if you don't mind going a bit Further, just so we can kind of get a better overview. Further, okay. Why can't we do one like a long, quiet meditation for two hours so I can like fake sleep while I'm meditating? (laughs) You know, with my cold and everything. All right, brutal, 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 brutal. But we'll see if Rashab's theory is correct and he gets the best stuff out of me when I'm sick. Anyway, so everything contains energy everything in your house everything has an aura it really starts with with auras being the 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 foundation if you will in this aspect because 
I believe that reality is an illusion or it's the matrix or you call it whatever you want. And therefore, everything truly is energy. But for us, being that we are part of this, this imagery, we always have to say, maybe look at the edges of things and you will see the tell of that frequency. You can see it on uh, a glass, uh, a piece of wood, a tree. Everything has an aura. If you don't know what that is, get the aura class and, and catch up on that. But that illumination, that frequency to me is, is actually data. If we had a, a, a super, super microscope to look at the illumination, the illumination would be made out of little particles. And those particles would be essentially an organized formation that has information in it. And that information is pertinent to whatever the object is. So when we have human beings, it's a much more complex auric field because we're thinking, we have emotions, we're, we're in a sense animated, we're living versus inanimate objects. So inanimate objects absorb energy and you can program it. That's why you walk into a house and you kind of feel, oh, I like it here or I don't like it here. Or you put on someone's shirt, whosoever that shirt belongs to, it's their energies on it. For a few moments, you feel like them. So that's data. It's really what it is. When you say, I feel certain things, when you say I go into a house and it, it, and it has a feel, okay, what is the feel? The feel is information. And it's you absorbing that information through your own biological and spiritual self. And you're, you're kind of asking yourself, what, what is the data that I'm experiencing from? What is it that I'm, I'm feeling? And so everything has, has data. So I like to use people's clothing. <laughs> it sounds awful, but I like to use people's clothing as an example, because most people at some point have borrowed a friend's shirt or something. And when you put it on, you feel like them for a few seconds. And, and so therefore it's, it's something that is universal. Everybody can kind of relate to that. And then after a while you kind of put your own energy on it and you move on. But it's that few moments of feeling like them. If you were clever, you'd almost let your, your mind rest so you could open up and see what information you could get. So think of it like a radio station and you're tuning into whatever frequency for that specific channel, whether it's country, news, rock, whatever. You're, you're tuning into that person's specific frequency of information. It's, it's, you know, everything's very complex and layered. And like I said, it, it depends on how far we really want to go down the rabbit hole. But it, if we are in a matrix, then everything is unified. Everything is shared data. As I always say, you know, Alisone, all is one. We've had conversations in Serene, probably other classes, where, where we talk about how everything is connected, everything is energy, everything is data. So the idea of extracting information or sending information is only limited by the fact that you don't know how to believe in doing that, which really comes back to psychometry. So if we're all part of the same fabric, the same static electricity, the same thing generating everything, then we're all kind of connected. So when you're doing psychometry, you're dialing into another person's energy. And in a, in a way, you're imitating that person for a moment. You're imitating as if you are them. And the more that you can let yourself believe that you are that person, it's almost as if it, it hacks the, the matrix to a certain degree and allows you to know information pertinent to that person. 
Now, I've talked about this before about the highs and lows. You are really looking for impactful information. Nobody wants to care about what shoes you went and picked out that day. You know, that's not going to come up in a, in a psychic reading per se. Not always. I mean, I've done stupid stuff like that out of desperation because they were such boring people. But, you know, if there's a traumatic moment, a car accident, illness, I mean, this is why when you, when you do readings, these are the things that are always highlighted by, by instinct alone. We, we are like, okay, what would be something relevant that we should be looking for to talk about? So we instinctively look for usually the worst things. And if we can't find anything terrible, then we maybe look for really good things. Are they getting married? Did they meet the right somebody? Is there a child being born? These are all like what I call peaks. And they're also what I call emotional peaks. If something traumatic happens, you're, you're sending out a psychic wave mentally that is like on a, a graphic chart for earthquakes. And if somebody was to look at the future or, or of that or the reverse, the past, you're going to see these quakes. And the idea is to interpret that information. So in this case, you're, you're internalizing what you may be seeing or feeling or smelling or hearing. Okay, all of these fall into psychometry, although they have each their own kind of psychic names for it audibly and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, different people receive information in different ways. And so all of it's still psychometry. Psychometry is drawing the data from a source pulling the information from the frequency that is written on that, that item. And you can be pulling it from the past or from the future. And you have the power to decide. Most people, you know, they're like, well, how do you decide if it's from the future or not? How do you decide if it's in the past? Or not? It's the same way. Like, how do you decide whether you want to drink a cup of cocoa or a glass of Coca-Cola? You have an, an interest and in you, if you do self-awareness and you think about it, you, you kind of internalize the taste of it at first. You almost are sampling cocoa in your mouth and you're almost sampling Coca-Cola and you, you're doing the fizz in your mouth, even as I'm saying it, on a very subtle level. And you're defining which one is appealing to you at this moment. And this is brilliant stuff that I'm saying now. So when you, when you think about the future, you think about the past, you're almost doing the same thing. You're sampling inside of you what the past feels like or what the future may feel like. And in so doing, what you're doing is, is you're putting in a search term into the matrix. It's just a different way of thinking how we think, you know, three-dimensionally or two-dimensionally in a sense. You're in a sense setting a mandate of a desire and you're, you're expecting to come to a conclusion. The interesting part is you're hacking the system because you're not the person that you're posing yourself to be. So this is how you're kind of gaining that information about someone else. And the best way to, to, to do that or to, to attempt to do that is you want to get their vibe. You want to be able to, to lock in. Think of it like a bloodhound giving, you know, there's many smells they can smell, but you want to be like, okay, I need you to track this person. You want them to smell that and get really familiar with it. Psychometry is essentially the same thing, but in a different way. You're, you're trying to get the vibe of whatever person is that owns the object. So whether it be clothing or jewelry or something that belongs to them, all things absorb energy. Some absorb it better, some less. Clothing holds energy for a lesser amount of time, but it also is easier to, to absorb energy faster. 
Okay. But it can linger, you know, just like the smell of whoever's old shirt it was. It can have a lingering smell. It just fades over time. Whereas the reason why I at least prefer jewelry, like a ring or a watch when I do psychometry, or at least when I did, it's, it seems to me that if they had the item for a fair amount of time, that it, it's more saturated. Now, truth is that, that, you know, if you really say, well, if we're all in the matrix, we're, what, what difference does it make? What difference does it make if it's metal or if it's clothing or if it's plastic or if it's a braid of their hair? It's all data. This is like, again, understanding how to hack the system. We naturally assume metal is stronger than plastic or clothing. So in some weird, quirky way, it's as if the data somehow stays longer by default and stuff that we accept in our in our mind as being a better medium. Theoretically, it shouldn't. But my feeling is always I, I prefer to be efficient like the universe, which means be as lazy as you can be. Water doesn't work against the grind that it, it's in the opposite direction. It goes to the, the least resistance. This is nature. This is physics. This is the way things are. So in essence, I'm going to work the system if the system's going to say, oh, no, the best data is in the metal, okay, because it's more solid, it's written deeper, it's pounded in, whatever reason is, it always has worked best. But come on, I mean, I have literally had to use the, the little loopholes of strings that go through a Converse sneaker, okay, that had been in the ocean in salt water in order to pull data from, okay? So anything's literally possible. Okay. In, in essence, like I says, everything has it. So it also takes energy to acquire information to get energy. So it's like mining. You, you've almost got to put in amount of mining, digging and, and using tools in order to, to reap the harvest of something. So data is also data harvesting. So in essence, the more skilled you become, the better you get at where you can find the data you're looking for. Versus, you know, you're kind of new, you, you've got to figure out what works for you. And this is why I say, tell people you're just beginning doing readings. Remove the little doubting Thomas in your head. If you're wrong, they're not going to chastise you. You're practicing. So psychologically, this helps alleviate your own babbler inside of your head that's, that's making you doubt your own skill level. Okay. So by, by, by putting that out there, you, you feel more relieved and the more relieved you are, the more that you're, you feel observed, the higher your accuracy is going to be. And I, I discussed this in great length in, um, uh, probably I think, uh, a lot of the series I did on the, the black box stuff and everything from that time period or the staff knows better than me, but in either case, the, the heavier their observation or the more that you feel being observed, your accuracy will diminish the more comfortable you feel or the less observed you feel, your accuracy will increase. This is why the cliche of always, you know, when you get a reading, you, you don't want to tell anybody the information, but if they're getting something right, you need to be like, yes, you don't have to say any more than that. It's like, bingo, bingo, bingo. And that encourages them to give more, but they're going to be usually sketchy when they talk. They're like, oh, I kind of feel like it's an older person or this and that. They're, they're looking for information. It's, uh, it's up to you how hardcore you want to be. I always say be hardcore at first until they really earn, you earn their, you know, you, they earn your trust. But at the same token, if you don't give them positive feedback when they're doing correct, it's like, it's like a bloodhound being confused. It's thinking it's on the right path, but maybe you're misreading it and you're, you're trying to get it to go the other direction. Now it's confused. 
So a lot of times doing psychic work or, or intuitive work is very much in the sense of it's so delicate. It's so delicate of, of your own emotions, your own imaginings, and the correct data that, that you're trying to stay focused on. The second your mind wanders for an emotion of self-doubt, you go into the other lane and it corrupts the data. And that's your worst fear. So holding correct data is, is also a whole nother conversation in itself as to how you, you go about doing that, which, which I'm happy to cover. But psychometry is to hold an object, to extract from that object, basically the binary code for all intents and purposes of that person. Are they 95.7? Are they 94.2? Are they 97.6 versus 0.7? Makes a difference. And that's what you're really after. It's a medium to dial in on somebody to extract data. Do you need that? No. I mean, I can do without any objects now at this point. But if I was to say to somebody, what's a good way to start? Absolutely. Psychometry is the best way. Okay. But when people use stuff like tarot cards, runes, uh, any kind of divination thing, all that is is just a means to blame the error on the tool which alleviates them from the responsibility of being right and wrong. But it also makes everything black and white. It's still a psychic sense. They're just, it's almost like magic. They're just trying to distract you or they believe they've been, you know, that, that it gives them a comfort to, to kind of say, well, the cards are saying this or that, which, which is a, in a way to help relieve the, the level of, of, of mistakes they could make. It's, just, it's that same thing, Okay. But I don't believe in tarot cards. I don't believe in rune cards. They're all too basic and they're, they're just, they mean anything. You can read into them any way you want. And I've proven this in that many conversations already. So the best way is to, to use your, your sensory to dial into someone and to trust your, your instincts. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.